Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of JM Rewind. JM Rewind gives us an opportunity to check out some of the recent conversations we've had on JM in the AM. Dr. Faye Zakheim was with us to discuss a very important cat skills event that went on last week. Here she is on JM Rewind on the Nahum Single Network. JM in the AM, good morning, all. Well, it may be uh, a, a drop to, uh, well, I wouldn't say that. I would say it's a little bit last minute in terms of the event that's going on in the Catskills today. But nonetheless, I felt it was important uh, to let the community know about this unique and interesting event that's going on in the Catskills. And if there is somebody that can um, uh, still be up at the Fallsview Estates Synagogue, the Fallsview Estates Shul, on Fallsview Drive in Fallsburg at one thirty this afternoon. No doubt you're more than invited. We'll get the details from Dr. Faye Zakheim, who is uh, with us live via telephone. I remind you that the United Task Force is presenting its annual Catskills Nine Days Conference. Uh, the co-sponsors include Flatbush Hatzalah, Mask, Mothers and Fathers Aligned Saving Kids, uh, Ohel, of course, Shalom Task Force, of course. Uh, it's all done. Le'ilu Nishmas, Reb Shlomo Eliezer, Ben Harav Yaakov, and Le'ilu Nishmas, Michal, Abbas Mordechai Shmaryo, and um, and information is available at unitedtaskforce.org. The program is Water, Fire, Earth, Wind. Explore the elements of your personality, how it affects yourself and others. Mrs. Dina Schoonmaker is the longtime lecturer and alumni hotline coordinator of Michalad Jerusalem College. Uh, the panelists, and she is the presenter. The panelists include Dr. Hindi Klein of OHEL, Dr. Shana Friedman of Shalom Task Force, and Dr. Faye Zakam, of course, chair of the United Task Force, uh, associate professor of the NYU Silver School of Social Work, and it's all happening today at 1.30 at the Fallsview Estates Shul. Dr. Faye Zakheim, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Hi, Nachum. I'm just listening to you, and I'm thinking, wow, if I was, if I was hearing about this, I would be racing over, because there's so <laughs> much about today. There just is. There's just so much about today that sounds incredible. Number one, water, fire, earth, and wind. Nothing really. Like, if you had to identify your personality, we'll do a little test. What are you? Yeah. Are you water? <laughs> Which means you're just, you know, you flow through life? I don't think so. Are you earth, very well grounded? I do think so. Are you wind, like do you just go with the wind? I don't think so. I would put you in a fire. Nachum, you're fire. I guess it's You've some... been on fire. You're always on fire. You put everybody on fire. Nachum Siegel, you have to come to the conference today so we can put you up there and say, <laughs> this is our poster child for fire. It's an incredible concept, what she's doing. Like when you come in there, you ident- she explains what each personality is, and then you find you identify with one of those personalities, and then you understand yourself better in relationship to other people. Yeah. Like if you're a person that's fire, you know, which I think you are, are you better off with somebody who is water, or with somebody who's very earthy and grounded, or somebody who you know just lo- goes with the wind? Like, what would you say Stacey is, Nachum? Oh, the, we all know that you and Stacey have the best, best relationship. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I would, I would bet that uh, that she's among the uh, the wind or water category. That's what I'm thinking as you're going yeah. through this whole thing. Uh, I just, right? I, I, I wonder though if someone, you know, I mean, look, a lot of people listen to the show. A lot of people, you know, get comfort from the show and and like the comfortability of the of, of the program i'm wondering if you could be fire and yet still be a comforting figure like i wonder if that's possible uh hello i think my husband shlomo zakheim was definitely fire and there was nothing safer for me than being with shlomo because i knew because of his fire everything was going to be okay 
Because wow. it was going to happen. It was going to be taken care of. Fire is great. I think it's a great personality to have. But on the other hand, to you know, compliment the fire, water is good. Safety right. being water is really wonderful, you know? So, uh, yeah. And you just had a baby girl. So, Mazel Tov. Yes, we are grandparents. Grandparents of Esther Liel. And my gosh, my gosh, it's so amazing. What a beautiful simcha. You know, it, it's interesting because every one of these things that, you, uh, that you're discussing today, every one of these things that are, that are you know, uh, being analyzed in terms of people's personalities, I guess every one of them can be, you know, positive and negative. Every one of them, as we like to say in the American vernacular, can be used for, for good or evil. So if someone is water, yeah. just, just like water can be damaging or, you know, life-giving, and just like fire obviously can be used for many, many positive purposes, and, and as we know, <laughs> very negative stuff, uh, and earth or, you know, even grounded when someone is in that type of situation, Still, there there are some components I would assume of that personality of earth and wind that as 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 uh, no matter what they look like on the surface, there are challenges you know involved as well. So, not only does one have a personality uh, that's described by one of these, in addition to that, they're like sub personalities or subtext to all of this in each one of these categories. And I think the part of coming in there and having self awareness. Self-awareness is the key to everything. Yeah. Once you know who you are, yeah. you can, you're 90% of everything is done for you already. So it's, it's a great program. We know it's going to be packed. But like it's always packed. The Catskills ladies come from all four corners of the Catskills um, just to hear this. And Dina is a fun person to listen to. And then on top of that, to have a panel with Dr. Klein, with Tinsley Klein, is incredible. And Shana Friedman is coming up all the way from Shalom Task Force from Five Towns. And of course, Ruhama Klapman from Mask, she is really a power, a powerhouse. She comes up here, helps to organize. She's just so amazing. Really, every single, we have 50 agencies, Nachum, wow. that all work together. I, it's amazing. It's amazing. And all of these agencies, you would think, oh, you know, since OL does mental health work, and Pesachitva does mental health work, and Interborough, and Amudim, and you know, five other agencies all do mental health work, you would think that if we sit at a table, there would be some sort of conflict and it's not it's amazing all the agencies get together and it's that honestly honestly i say this without hesitation it is the picture of shalom bias everybody just wants to help polystyrol everybody just wants to make things better in terms of mental health and illness in terms of depression in terms of issues with molestation issues with um depression drugs alcohol Every domestic violence, I mean, there's a list of, you know, a slew of things because of the Internet. Now everything is out in the open. The problems are out there, and now we have to deal with them. And all of these agencies come together, and they talk, and they listen to each other. It's really, it's, it is, Dr. Rosenshine always talks about it. He says that it is the picture of what Shalom Bias is supposed to be about. Wow, amazing. Now, various opinions, but everybody listens to each other. Yeah, we're all so proud to be on it. We are all so proud. The annual Catskills nine-day conference, it's happening today. The nine days conference is going to concentrate on exploring the elements of your personality, how it affects yourself and others. Mrs. Dina Schoonmaker will present on water, fire, earth, and wind, different personality descriptions. Uh, panelists include Dr. Hindi Klein of OHEL, uh, Dr. Shauna Friedman of Shalom Task Force, Dr. Faye Zakheim, who's with us live via telephone. It's happening today at 1.30 at the Fallsview Estates Shul on Fallsview Drive in Fallsburg, New York, United Task Force. 
Salesforce.org. The United Task Force Executive Committee includes Dr. Schindler of Pesach Tikva, Dr. Joel Rosenshine of Patach, Rabbi Baruch Ber Bender of Achiezer, Rabbi Label Becker of uh, Agudas Yisrael, Dr. Hindi Klein of Ohel, and of course, Dr. Faye Zakhan of the United Task Force, who was with us live via telephone. Do you want me to run through the uh, all the agencies to give everybody a shout-out this morning? Nacham, Nacham, I would just love it. We would all love it because these agencies really work really, really hard. It, they, they, they put their life and soul into making things better in the world at large, in our Claudius role, day and night, 24-7, all of them, even though the office might not be open at 2 a.m., the people, they're answering phone calls at 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m. This is an amazing group of agencies, and I would, they would love you, we would love you to mention every single group, every single agency. So would you do that, Nachum? Well, I'm going to do it right now, and I do want to reiterate what you just said. There are a lot of agencies, many, many, many of these that are literally operating 24 hours a day, call a kavod to them, and, and answering calls in the middle of the night, which is necessary these days and pretty amazing. The United Task Force member agencies are Achiezer, Agudas Yisrael, Amudim, Biker Cholim, a BICCO, Beaker Cholem Chesed Organization, Borough Park JCC, Broken Ties, High Lifeline, uh, Chemed, Kojo Flapush, Counterforce, Crown Heights JCC, Flapush Community Fund, Hatsala, Interborough Developmental and Consultation Center, JCC of Marine Park, Madragos, Maimonides, Magain New York, Macor Disability Services, Mask, Met Council, My Extended Family, Nachas Health, Nefesh International, Ohel, Orthodox Union, Our Place, Pesach Tikva, Project Sarah, Rachel's Place, Ray of Hope, Relief, Shalom Task Force, Sister to Sister, Sovri Helpline, Tafkid, the Jewish Board, Torah Musora, Yelen Vialda Early Childhood Center. These are all member agencies of the United Task Force. Call a kavod to all of them for the -the round-the-clock work that they do in helping people in our community constantly. Uh, UnitedTaskForce.org is the website. Those of you who are near the Fallsview Estate Shul at 1.30 today, that's when the nine days annual conference for the Catskills is going to be taking place. Mrs. Dina Schoonmaker on exploring the elements of your personality. Water, fire, earth, and wind. Which one are you? If you're at the event today, you'll have to identify which one you think you are and then hear the presentation to see if you are right or wrong. Right, Dr. Zakai? It is amazing to listen to this, and Nachum, I can't wait to be there. I wish you were coming. <laughs> and as I listen to you mention each of the member agencies, Nachum, I think one of these days you and I should sit down, and I, I really believe that each agency should have like a little spot or a big spot on your radio program to explain what each of these agencies do, because they could be helpful to every single family in some way or another. Yeah, I Every, feel... Everybody could use some help in something. Yeah, I feel that every time that one of these agencies is highlighted, it ends up having a ripple effect, and people uh, who either did not know about them or didn't realize the type of services they provide end up being helped. So, yeah, anything we could do in terms of that would be my pleasure. Uh, they deserve it. They deserve the recognition. A lot of people out there will certainly uh, benefit from their... Uh, Uh, from their amazing work. Uh, So there you have it. The annual Canskill's nine days conferences today, 1.30 p.m. up at the Fallsview Estates Shul. Dr. Zakheim, anything else you'd like to add? Just thank you, Nachum, for being Nachum Siegel. We are so proud to have you in our community. You are fire, Nachum. <laughs> have a wonderful day. <laughs> Best regards to Stacey and the family. Thanks very, thank very much. Thank you so much. Thank you very, very much. Dr. Faye Zakheim, of course, always doing amazing work. And it's pretty incredible that such a large crowd and such an amazing array of agencies, as you heard the description before, uh, just, you know, constant cooperation, uh, incredible 
uh, incredible, uh, peaceful coexistence, not just coexistence, but, but peaceful uh, coexistence with incredibly hard work. Very, very, very hard work is being done together by so many agencies um, who act as one in trying to help people in our community, which is pretty remarkable. That was my conversation with Dr. Faye Zakheim. Rabbi Josh Sturm was on to discuss the renewal effort to get a kidney match and donation for Dr. Jay Bienenfeld. Rabbi Josh Sturm of Renewal, a recent guest on JM and the AM. Here he is on JM Rewind on the Nahum Siegel Network. Well, many of you are aware of the fact that uh, recently we have been trying very hard to get as many people as possible uh, to contact our friends at Renewal um, specifically because of our friend, Dr. Jay Bienenfeld. Dr. Jay Bienenfeld is in need of a, of a kidney. He is somebody that's near and dear to us. We know him a long, long time. He's a great friend. And uh, his children and grandchildren and his entire family are begging everybody out there who has not yet uh, found out if you're a potential kidney donation match to please find out. You could email, in this specific case, our friends at Renewal, in reference to Dr. J. Bienenfeld, you could email and learn more about kidney donation or to find out how you could see if you're a match. Uh, R25555 at Renewal.org, R25555 at Renewal.org. In addition to that, there's going to be a swabbing event happening in Cedarhurst on Sunday, September the 5th. Um, let me just make sure that the 5th is a Sunday. It's going to be Sunday, September the 4th, my apologies, Sunday, September the 4th in Cedarhurst. And obviously, as we get closer and closer, we will remind everybody, it's going to be at Kehillah's Base Yisrael, Rabbi Friedman Shul in Cedarhurst. With us live via telephone is the uh, director of Outreach for Renewal, Rabbi Josh Sturm. Rabbi Sturm, a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, we'll start with just uh, an introduction so people can understand the role of Renewal in all of this. Uh, can you explain what Renewal is and what it does? Sure. Renewal is an organization that has been around now for about 17 years. And Baruch Hashem, in those 17 years, we've been fortunate to be involved in over 850 life-saving transplants. Wow. And it's been an incredible journey. Uh, the first year we set as our goal to do one transplant. We figure you save one life, that's a world as we know. Yep. And that year we were actually able to do two. Uh, if you fast forward, uh, pre-COVID in 2019, we did 119 transplants. Uh, and just uh, this past month of July, we did 18 transplants in one month. It's been an incredible journey uh, to see how the Jewish community really rallies around each other and supports and, and comes out to uh, to literally save lives. And, and just so people understand some of the technicalities behind all this, because, you know, those who follow the news and hear about, especially when it comes to higher profile people, hear about the need for kidneys, we're always told that there are lists and there's an order, etc. But But one can, and tell me if I'm right about this, and if I'm not, you'll certainly explain, one can designate uh, a specific donation, if they wish, for a specific person. Would that be the way to put it? Absolutely. And not only can they designate a specific person, they could also designate a potential demographic group. So, for example, uh, the most in-demand uh, demographic that we have, unfortunately, we have children on our list. And so people call us and they say they would love to give to a child. Right. And now we won't give away any identifying information, but a person can absolutely uh, request 
a specific uh, demographic, a specific type. It's their kidney. They can decide what they want to do with it. Now, uh, we're going to speak about the event coming up on September 4th, and obviously we're going to speak about our friend Dr. Jay Bienenfeld. But just as an example, uh, you were down in Atlanta on Sunday. Uh, Dr. Paul Merlis, who is uh, well-known and uh, somebody who is um, quite dear to the Atlanta community and, frankly, to many communities around the world. Uh, the Merlis family is a uh, high-profile and, uh, and very beloved family. Uh, he is in need of a kidney, and there was an event that happened this past Sunday. You were there, uh, which was... I believe described as a swabbing event, right? To see if there's a potential donor among those who show up to the event. Can you explain how that system works? Correct. And the, the program that we did in Atlanta is actually going to be very similar to the program we're going to do for Dr. Bienenfeld in Cedar on September 4th. And what it is, is we come in and we talk about kidney donation. We educate people. We find that there's a lot that people don't know and understandably so about the topic of kidney donation. And then after that, we also hear from an actual kidney donor who shares their inspiring story. And after that, we do the swabbing event. So anybody who's still interested in getting tested, and that's where we differ a little bit from, let's say, the bone marrow organizations. Our goal is not to just get everybody in the world tested, because when it comes to kidney donation, it's actually not that difficult to be a match. Right. It's more about finding the person that's interested in getting tested, interested in potentially becoming that kidney donor. And so in Atlanta, Baruch Hashem, we were very successful. We had about 150 people that showed up and about 100 people that got tested right there on the spot, uh, which is a phenomenal number to be able. And, and we see that really when we go to communities all across the country, um, the, especially in the from world, the communities really rally around the person in need, whether they're high profile or very often even when they're not so high profile. What are the chances? Are the chances good? Uh, somewhat good that of those hundred people that you met on uh, on Sunday, that one could be a potential match. Of course, everything is in Hashem's hands, but it, based on the normal way of doing things, the chances are very good that there is a, uh, a a match. It's also when it comes to kidney donation, it's not just a matter of a match. We're also looking for a there are levels of matches, so we're looking for the best match. Right. So the chances in this case are. Uh, and that, frankly, is wonderful news. <laughs> Rabbi Josh Sturm is with us live via telephone, Director of Outreach for Renewal. Uh, all right, so as you said, the event that happened this past Sunday, and the way you just described it, it's going to be very similar to what's happening in Cedarhurst at Rabbi Friedman Shul on September the 4th. We want very, very badly to help our friend Dr. Jay Bienenfeld. One of the, one of the things that already I've discovered in this conversation is that there's there's a tremendous amount of hope that there's a, there's a, as you just described, there's a really good chance that if people come out and get uh, swabbed, uh, that, you know, down the road there will be a, uh, a, a very good match uh, for Dr. Bienenfeld. And I think we need to just, at this point, encourage more and more people to come. The larger the pool, the more of a chance to get that, I guess, what you described as, you know, best match possible uh, for him, right? That would be, that would be what, we're, what we're aiming for. Absolutely. And I also want to point out that even somebody who knows that they're not going to be a kidney donor, we still want them to come out because right. one of the things that we find that is amazing is that when people learn about kidney donation and they start to talk about it with their friends and family afterwards, you never know who you speak to that has given some thoughts to the idea of kidney donation that then comes forward for after that. And so we want as many people as possible, regardless of whether they're going to get tested or not, to come out to support Dr. Bienenfeld 
and just to learn more about kidney donation. I want to point out that there's no, this is not a fundraiser. We're not asking for any money whatsoever. Uh, we're just asking for people to become educated and if they're inclined to, to get tested. But yes, I would say that uh, there is very good reason for optimism. Um, what's the uh, what's too young to be a donor and what's too old to be a donor? In the United States, the uh, the minimum age to donate is 18 years old. But with all due respect to teenagers nationwide, uh, we don't feel that they are typically in the mindset to make that life decision. And so we typically start working with individuals when they're 21. On the older end, we actually have a lady named Ruth who has the distinction of being Renewal's oldest kidney donor. And Ruth is, is remarkable. She donated her kidney at the tender young age of 77. Wow. Uh, but if you ask me, if you ask me, she has an even more important distinction. She happens to be a child survivor of the Holocaust. For a survivor to be a kidney donor, I mean, this is somebody who's already made her mark on the world, and she's not done yet. And thank God she just celebrated her four-year kidneyversary and is doing wonderfully well. Unbelievable. Is her recipient doing well? So Baruch Hashem, I don't remember all the details of, uh, of all those cases, but when it comes to uh, a kidney from somebody in their 70s, it's usually going to somebody else in their 70s also. So right. it's a very similar kind of match. Understood. Unbelievable. Information, by the way, folks, about all of this, and there's a lot of information online, go to Renewal.org, Renewal.org. The website describes itself as a comprehensive resource for kidney donors and recipients. That's the description of the organization. Again, uh, Renewal.org. And if you do want to donate, if you do want to support this cause, because imagine you could be part of a life-saving experience, there is a donate button at the very top right of that page. And we here at JMNAM encourage everybody to support great causes, especially Renewal. So go to Renewal.org. Also, keep in mind, those of you in Cedarhurst, anywhere in the Five Towns area, uh, or or anywhere, if you want to just come and be part of it, we hope you will, uh, in Cedarhurst, Rabbi Friedman Shul, on September the 4th, that's going to be the uh, day uh, that the swabbing event takes place. That's at Kihilas Beis Yisrael, Rabbi Friedman Shul in Cedarhurst, and we will uh, inform you about it and continue to inform you about it as we get closer and closer to the event. How complicated is the swabbing process? It's as easy as putting a Q-tip in one's, uh, in one's mouth. That's the Not whole like thing. Not like a COVID huh? test. This is in the mouth, just against the cheek. That's all we're doing. Unbelievable. And uh, if, if, should someone make assumptions about their own potential for kidney donation? If someone says, I'm not the healthiest person or I've had, I don't know, this problem or that problem, not kidney related, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm on antibiotics a lot or, I have, you know, I, or I, I tend to have this condition or that condition. Should they be making assumptions about their potential to be or not be a kidney donor? Great question. Uh, many people who think they cannot be a kidney donor are actually more than qualified to be one. Wow. Uh, the only major automatic disqualifier is uh, diabetic. If somebody is diabetic or pre-diabetic, they cannot donate. If somebody is significantly overweight, they also cannot donate. But uh, short of that, it's going to matter of the details. Even somebody who's not, who has somewhat high blood pressure, is on some medication, can potentially become a kidney donor. It, it'll matter on the details. Uh, same thing for cancer survivors or even somebody with kidney stones. It depends on the details of how severe uh, a case it is. Understood. Uh, well, it sounds like the key for us is to just get as many people as possible to an event like the one coming up on September 4th. That's that's really what it's all about. The more people that are there, uh, the more potential for an optimum kidney donation, right? 
Absolutely. 11 o'clock till 1 o'clock on September 4th at Gilas Basis Israel and Cedar Earth. That's it. And we'll continue to remind people as we get closer and closer. And Baruch Hashem, Bali Ayn Hara, it sounds like Rabbi Sturm, from what you're saying, we have we have a great, great potential uh, to help Dr. Jay Bienenfeld. We have a, uh, a, a, a very, very positive outlook uh, in terms of the uh, possibilities in this situation. Uh, and uh, that's what we're going to work toward. We're going to work toward uh, making sure he gets a good kidney donation, please God, and lives many, many healthy years. And I don't know what to say about renewal. I mean, you're doing this seven. 17 years, which is remarkable, and the numbers that you've achieved uh, are incredible. I don't know what people in our community in these type of situations would do without you as an organization. I guess that's why you were founded 17 years ago on that principle of trying to help people specifically uh, target kidney donation and, uh, and, and, and lead healthy lives. Uh, but uh, uh, just to, I am sure that today people are now discovering just how vital an organization you are in our community. So all I can say is call like a vote and thank you for being there. I just want to give the credit really it goes mostly to these wonderful donors who are such selfless individuals coming out to literally save lives. And so Kolaka votes to all of them. And those donors, and one of them we'll hear from on September 4th, would tell us, I assume, that as 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 frightening as one might think the experience is, uh, it is just the opposite. It is fulfilling and exhilarating. I would guess they would say that, right? The, the line we hear over and over again is that their only regret is that they can't do it again. <laughs> it's a, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity, huh? <laughs> that, that's, I guess that puts things in perspective. Uh, and hopefully we'll find more and more people who want to have that once in a lifetime opportunity. Go to renewal.org. If you want specific information on being swabbed, tested in a potential match with Dr. Jay Bienenfeld, there is an email address that's been set up by the folks at renewal specifically for his situation. R two five, 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 five at renewal.org R two five, 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 five at renewal.org and circle your calendar for September 4th. We will remind everybody as we get closer, of our Friedman Schul in Cedarhurst will be the site of the swabbing uh, event where you get to get to uh, uh, find out more about renewal, hear from somebody who donated a kidney, and uh, be swabbed uh, in the um, uh, in the uh, hopefully in the potential to uh, help Dr. J. Bienenfeld uh, through this whole situation. Uh, Rabbi Sturm, anything else you'd like to add? Thank you so much. It's a really a pleasure and an honor. And yeah, please come out and uh, support Dr. Bienenfeld. Uh, with Hashem's help, uh, we have good reason for optimism. Or Hashem. Boy, great to hear that. Uh, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Rabbi uh, Josh Sturm is Director of Outreach for Renewal. Go to renewal.org, R-E-N-E-W-A-L.org. There is a donate button at the top right. We're highly recommending it as a cause. In addition to that, a circle on your calendar September the 4th. And use the email address if you want to start the process of getting swab and seeing if you're a potential uh, kidney donation match uh, for Dr. Bienenfeld. It's R25555 at renewal.org, R25555 at renewal.org. That was my conversation with Rabbi Josh Sturm. Rabbi David Sutton has just written a book with Art Scroll, Daily Dose of Bitachon. We had a fascinating conversation. Here is that conversation with Rabbi David Sutton on JM Rewind on the Nahum Siegel Network. We've been reminding everybody that when you order from our friends at Art Scroll, make sure to use promo code RADIO. When you do, you get your discount, plus, of course, free shipping. Promo code RADIO whenever you order anything from ArtScroll.com. ArtScroll is responsible for the brand-new book, which I have... Uh, 
I've been gobbling up. I've been internalizing it. It's called a daily dose of bitachon, filling your day with trust and reliance on Hashem. It's based on Shari Bitachon. It's written by Rabbi David Sutton. Rabbi Sutton, author of many important works, including Beis Halevi on Bitachon and Embrace Shabbos, shares with us more than 130 readings designed for the consistent daily use that enables truly effective change. Drawn from the classic wisdom of the Chovas Alvavos Shah Bitachon, these insights into the service of the heart are remarkably contemporary, speaking to our own challenges. Each reading ends with a practical takeaway, ensuring that we incorporate Bitachon into our everyday encounters. And of course, Rabbi Sutton shares stories that show us the amazing power of Bitachon. Rabbi David Sutton is uh, the rabbi along with Rabbi Ozeri at Yad Yosef in Brooklyn, New York. He is with us live via telephone. Rabbi Sutton, a pleasure and an honor to welcome you to JM in the AM. Thank you very much. My pleasure. I've heard a lot about you. I've seen it a lot, and I'm excited to be part of this. I greatly appreciate that. Um, is, in fact, trust and reliance the best way to translate the word bitachon? Is it better than the word faith? Uh, absolutely. I, w- I actually like the word reliance alone. I use the word trust just because reliance might sound a little too uh, strong. But if you'd like, I could explain the difference between uh, just general faith versus reliance. Oh, I, like. I, I very much would like that. Please go ahead. So as we know, there's two terminologies. One is called emuna or emuna, and the other one is bitachon or bitachon. So emuna means to have belief or faith. That means right now I believe that my father can uh, pay my mortgage if need be. I believe that my father has money in the bank, and if I call him, I know he can do it. I'm not relying on him because I have a salary and I can do it on my own. So faith and munah means I know that Hashem could do it. I know right now he could do a lot of things. I believe that. Am I actually relying on him for that? Relying is more active. In order to have bitachon, it's not just what you know. You actually are relying. You're leaning on him. We say every single day in our tefillah, mish'an umiftach Tzadikim. Uh, you know what a mish'an means? I like to, when I give a class, I like to ask people. You know what a mish'an is? No, I never mish'an even... What is a mishan? Don't we say it in Shwana Esrei? Yes. <laughs> so what is a mishan? A mishan is a cane. It's a cane. Something a mishanet. When, when Elisha brought back the, 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 the child that died, he said, take my mishanet, take my cane. So a mishan is a cane. A, a cane is something you lean on. Mishan tzadikim. It's something that God is something that we lean on. Not just I know he could do it. I'm actually leaning on him. I'm counting on him. Big difference. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> why does it take so much of an effort in order to get to that level when one needs to or understands the importance of relying on Hashem? And I say it like that because when one tries to obtain knowledge, uh, we know that you know one studies and one learns. And the more we know, the more it seems we don't know, right? We understand that we, there's so much more that we just don't know. When it comes to bitachon, when it comes to trust and reliance on Hashem, one would think that it's such a, a simple concept. Look around you. Anybody who looks around us you know, sees this world, sees all the miraculous things that happen every single day, including us waking up this morning. Why would it be so difficult? Why would it be so foreign or so hard for us to obtain this reliance on God when it's so much in front of us and, 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 and envelops our entire life? That is a 
truly a good question. Um, on one hand, you're right. If you open your eyes, you see, like you said, the beautiful world outside. I'm sitting right now in Deal, New Jersey, and uh, it actually it's not a uh, sunny day, but it's still the beautiful foliage, and it's just a, a wonderful sight to see. But there's a big but, which is at the same time I'm sitting here, I see the uh, traffic light is being fixed by some construction workers. They got their truck there. They got their cones out, and they're doing things. We see a world where people are doing a lot. And as much as we might have in our head that Hashem is in charge of the world, we say every morning, Hashem Echad, but the, it says, I was once heard the name of the czar, but we close our eyes when we say Kriyashma. Why do we close our eyes? Why can't I just say Shema Yisrael Hashem Okein Hashem Echad with my eyes open? And the answer is because everything we see with our eyes is really contrary. We're getting constant messages that if I don't go to work, I don't make money. If I don't go to the doctor, I don't get better. If I don't go to the lawyer, I don't win the case. So there are so many uh, contrary messages that although Bitochem seems simple, but we're almost conditioning ourselves like you train the dog. We're being trained almost by all our actions that we do, and when we do, things happen. And now to counter that with our Bitochem, it's really a challenge. And the only way to do this, the only way to counter it, the only way to defeat the messaging that you just described is to make sure that we are surrounded with bitachon, surrounded with the concept of reliance on Hashem on a daily basis, hence the title, A Daily Dose of Bitachon. Because if we don't hammer this home into our heads every single day, if we don't do something to make sure to keep this uh, in the forefront for us every single day, we're not going to be able to achieve what seems to be that 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 ever that 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 concept that idea that Hashem is in charge and that there's no other to rely on. Correct. We actually say it in Aleinu Shabbat every day. Know today, put it on your heart. Hashem all came and said that God is in charge. Nothing else but Him. Ain't all. There's nothing else but Him. But it says, hayom, know today. And what do the rabbis say on that? It means every single day. We say in Aleinu Shabbat every day, I need a daily dose. <laughs> hayom. It's right. not enough to have it in your head, but Shavot put it into your heart, which is another big challenge. You started off talking about knowledge. Right. Knowledge is a great thing. But to go from your brain to your heart, Rav Itzel of Petterberg said, is like going from the heavens to the earth. The gap, the space between your head and your heart is light years. It's and, light years. And I, so and I wonder if the Hayom in Vayadata Hayom also refers to the fact, in a way, that today is all we have. Hashem has proven to us through all the yesterdays that He's there for us, and we rely on the fact that tomorrow and you know henceforth He's going to be there for us. That that He's going to make sure that sun rises every single day for us, and please God that we'll be able to say Modani and thank Him for our for our neshama, you know, every single morning henceforth. Please God, everyone should be well. But today is all we have. Today, today is the day that we have to concentrate on and make sure to to address. That's, that's beautiful what he's saying about today is the day because part of bitachon is don't think about the future. Bitachon means right now people are worried, people are miserable about what's going to be with my stock portfolio, what's going to be with my business, what's going to be all the what's going to be. Let's look at today. What's your today look like? You had breakfast already, you had your cup of coffee, you have a bed, you have your family. Today is a great day. 
We get miserable because of tomorrow. Tomorrow is the not even here today. Like it says, Al Tidag Sarat Machar. Ben Sira, according to Manayev Amot, says, Don't worry about tomorrow's problem. Tomorrow's problem is not here. We get stuck in tomorrow. What's going to be? You, today, you're basking and bathing in God's kindness right now. The point that you said is a, really a huge, I've got to quote uh, Malcolm Siegel, <laughs> in a new shot of a Yadata Hayom. That's your own shot? I mean, I, I, I incorporated it into the, you know, there are so many great sayings in both the Jewish and secular world that m- remind us to concentrate only on today. You know, there's yesterday is gone. Tomorrow is, uh, you know, some would say a promissory note. Today's all we got, so to speak. So I guess I incorporated some of that into that thought. It's interesting as a side note, not related to be tough on, but the Vilna Gon says, quoted by the Chafetz Chaim and Rabbi Rucham Lovavitz, when a person gets up in the morning, he should say the following three things. I only have today. I only have this daf gemara. And the only person in the world that's learning is me. Because we always think, oh, there's somebody else. Oh, there's tomorrow. Oh, there's so much to do. No, it's you. It's today and what you have to do today. That's the whole story. Yeah. But that's an aside. Sometimes takes a lifetime to incorporate that. Sometimes takes a lifetime. Absolutely. Sometimes takes a lifetime to work on that, and and frankly, the Shar B'Tachon. Look, I've I've spoken about Shar B'Tachon many many times on the air, and those who've written about Shar B'Tachon have been invited, and we've had these conversations on the air. It, it is unbelievable. Those who've never explored it uh, should really take out the text and and understand what the Chovas uh, Halvavos is about and how the Shar B'Tachon is such a centerpiece uh, to, to his writing and to his legacy. Uh, but look, the the basic point is that. Um, uh, that we have a father in heaven who takes care of us like like a father would, like a really, really, really reliable father would. <laughs> you know, the best father imaginable. And it is sometimes difficult to remember that, and that's why we need daily reminders about it. And that's why this book is so important. The book is entitled The Daily Dose of Bitachon, Filling Your Day with Trust and Reliance on Hashem, by David Sutton is with us live via telephone. He is the author of the book. It's an Art Scroll selection. Go to artscroll.com and... Uh, and you'll see how this will enhance uh, every single day for you. Um, the uh, you give a lot of examples, a lot of different directions of how people can go about uh, incorporating bitachon into their uh, uh, into their lives, including these practical takeaways that are in every single uh, chapter that you write. And one of the things I found interesting, obviously we can't do all of them, but one of the things I found interesting, uh, one of your takeaways is when a Torah obligation comes your way that makes you want to say, why Hashem? What did I do to deserve this? Realize that Hashem really is viewing you as deserving of the opportunity to meet a challenge with bitachon, to do a mitzvah, and to earn merit. I mean, you would argue, and I guess the Shara bitachon, Chovas Alvavas would argue, that certain mitzvos are literally incorporated into our lives in order to increase our reliance on and our devotion to God. Absolutely. I mean, um, one of them is what the Gemara and Beitza says, the things that I call come out of your slush fund, <laughs> meaning there are, there are uh, your tuition, your money that you spend on Shabbat, the money you spend on Rosh Chodesh and Yom Tov, and the Ritzvah says all mitzvot for that matter really come out of your slush fund. That means when God decides you're going to make X amount of dollars this year, your money is decided not based on, on what you're going to spend on religion, and that's that your slush fund. And if people would really realize that, 
You know, people will build houses or bungalows or they don't, they don't have bungalows anymore, but whatever, maybe a summer home, <laughs> right. wherever you live from, you know, from the north to the south. And people are, you know, putting in all kind of uh, expensive uh, hardware and whatever it may be into their homes and the, the knobs the, and the bauble in the kitchen. And, you know, summer homes today, you know, the, uh, the current summer homes are nicer than our grandparents' all-year-round homes. Yep. And then when it comes to buying your mezuzah, Suddenly, you know what? I want to buy the $80 one, the $250 mezuzah. Like, come on, $250 for mezuzah. But if someone told you the mezuzah is not coming out of your account, that's coming out of your slush fund. And hey, what is it? It's, a, it's a, you know, it's a pennies a day for your entire life. And, you know, that, that attitude of how to spend money on mitzvahs and where to be cheap and where not to be cheap. You know, what's like, hold on. <laughs> you mean I was uh, selling my book in the Beale Synagogue and I said, you know what? If people are having all different kind of problems with selling their inventory, I got $25 over here is going to solve all your inventory problems. The 30, whatever the book costs, solve all your inventory problems. People suddenly like balk at what? Books today are $30? $30? You can't go to a restaurant alone today for lunch and get away with less than $30. <laughs> and when you say it'll solve your inventory products, you have to expound on that. What do you mean by that? That means there are many people in our Syrian community that I'm part of that have uh, warehouses of goods now, and due to the inflation and the people not having money for the basics, uh, warehouses are full of goods that they got to get rid of. And people are looking at ways, how do, I, how do I get rid of all my goods? How do I sell them? And there's only one answer. The answer is the line on a Kaddish Baruch because he can make it happen. He can make anything fly out of the, out of the, out of the office, fly out of the warehouse. He just you know sprays a little charm on your product, and suddenly everybody wants it. And when and, that's, uh, and when you know. and when one is standing at the uh, uh, at the door of uh, his warehouse uh, and is looking at you know hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of inventory and and not knowing how long it's going to stay in that large room, it could be it could be a big uh, faith test, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, there's a story told during the Corona era. There was a man that was uh, he bought before Corona started. He bought warehouse, a warehouse full of masks because it was on sale, and he, and he was sitting there for a year. He didn't know what to do with it. He was just you know, paying warehouse fees, and suddenly corona comes, and he can't keep up with the demand. I'm not saying we need another corona, but we need to have some Hashem could bring something that suddenly we need T-shirts. I don't know what it's going to be. That's Whatever it may be, Hashem can do anything, and it's all up to us to rely on him to bring it about. You know, you write on page 129 about Birkat Hamazon, and we've spoken many times on these uh, airwaves about the language that we use uh, when we thank Hashem for the bread and for the meals that we've eaten. Birkat Hamazon, folks, is benching, is the, the grace we say after, a, uh, after we've completed a full meal. And, and some of the words that are included uh, are, And through His great goodness, we've never lacked, and may we never, never lack nourishment, for all eternity. He's always been there for us. He's always been there with the, whether it's actual food or mazon, whatever is necessary for us uh, to continue to sustain ourselves. Hashem has always been there for us. And we say this every single time we bench. We say this every single time we've completed a meal. And yet again, it is so difficult to internalize. Now, one of the tips that you actually give is to increase our concentration on Birkat HaMazon and recite that first bracha, that opening paragraph, but, you know, slowing down and concentrating on it as much as possible. That can be, uh, you know, hopefully that'll become a habit for people to focus on and to, you know, understand that he, that he, 
with a big H is always there for us. Why is that paragraph so vital? Well, you know, Birkat Amazon is the uh, only Beracha uh, that is from the Torah, according to all opinions. Some include Birkat Torah, the blessing we make on the Torah, but everyone's in agreement that Birkat Amazon is the blessing that comes from the Torah. That's the one. The other ones are rabbinical. When we say Shahakal, of course you have to do it, but it comes from the rabbis. It comes from a, the sources. It's a strong, a strong rabbinical law, but it's not a, uh, what are the 613? Now, what is it about Birkat Amazon that's so important? And Rabbeinu Bachir and others explain that after a person eats, he automatically forgets. There's a power of eating that we say, ten tishkach, lest you forget. Right. When you're on a full stomach, you forget. That's why when a person's enjoying, it's not just a full stomach, it's any success. Success causes us to feel, I did it. And then we start to forget about a Kadosh Baruch Hu, and that's when you need your dose. That's when you need to really, and that's why it's hard to say Birkat Amazon. We, you know, say it to say we sometimes avoid it. We rather get Mazonas bread, as they call it, because right. we don't like to go through that, that uh, process right. of saying Birkat Amazon. If you find yourself sleepless from stress about business or expenses, imagine you are turning your accounts over to Hashem. He has the password to your bank account. By the way, this is Rabbi Sutton writing. He has password to your bank account and full access to your finances. He tells you, go to sleep. I'll take care of it. <laughs> I know you're right, but it's, it's such a madrega. It is such a level to get to that point. It could be frustrating trying to get to that point. So let me tell you, for a regular person, as you mentioned, there's another book called Embrace Shabbat, right. which we worked on. And in there we bring down, it's also in the Beit HaLevi, uh, on Bitachon, another great work. The Beit HaLevi, if you have these two books together, the Chobos Loves and Beit HaLevi, you're in good shape. But the Beit HaLevi uh, talks about uh, when there's nothing else to do, then you're really absolved of any ishtadlut, any effort. You did everything you can. There's nothing else to do. So really, uh, we never could say there's nothing else to do in our heads. But when it comes Shabbat, there's nothing else to do. Friday night comes, there's nothing else to do. Because right. you can't go to work tomorrow. And therefore, the best time to work on what you call this very high level of giving everything over to God, it's really an obligation every Shabbat because it says, you have to imagine Friday night, your work is finished. That means you just sold your business for $100 million and there's nothing to do. You're going to buy it back again Monday morning or, or Sunday morning or Motzei or, Shabbat. But for 24 hours, you sold your business. And therefore, even a person on a lower level is being asked to have that level of bitachon on Shabbat that I gave my business away. I can't talk about it. And technically, Rabbi Onat says I shouldn't even be thinking about it. And that's an opportunity to work on that high level at least once a week, because there really is nothing to do. Even if we have to do Ishtadlut during the week, we might have to think about it during the week, but Hashem told you on Shabbat it's unnecessary. Don't do anything. The boss is telling you take the day off. Don't do anything. And that's a good training ground for this concept. Yeah, I hear that. 
A daily dose of bitachon, filling your day with trust and reliance on Hashem. We're speaking to by David Sutton. This book is written based on Shar HaBitachon. I think the, the most frustrating part, and I think people are getting the idea from what we've uh, spoken about in terms of the book, in terms of some of the uh, pieces of advice that you give at the end of each uh, uh, one of these readings, I, I think the most frustrating part is, is how much work is necessary because it's not, just a, it's not just doing this on a daily basis and trying to internalize this through all the different examples and all the different stories. But in addition to that, even when one does that, it is so hard to to actually, you know, not roll one's eyes at this whole concept. I mean, it, it is still mind-boggling to me, maybe because I'm getting older, it is mind-boggling to me that we are surrounded by miracles. I mean, when you think about it, every little thing that goes on on a daily basis is an absolute miracle that is being performed by God for us. And with all of that, it is so difficult to to hand over one's fate to the one above is there in addition to do is that the only answer is the answer just making sure to concentrate on this on a daily basis and spending as much time on this as possible is there any other any other way to to go ahead and uh, and 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 realize how how real all of this is the, the the fact, like you said, that it's so hard, and even though it's so obvious, it's really it's our. Uh, almost say I could say we're hard wired in a way that bitachon is hard because we have built into us a a feeling of I did it. We have a feeling of you know I'm here and I did it. That's what's called kochiva otsimiyadi. Yeah, means even a little child of Olga writes. It's really it's about gava. It's about arrogance. Uh, Revolver writes a little child when he starts to walk. He's all proud of himself. A child gets on a bicycle. Hey, mom, look, no hands. Like as if he's he's doing things. We have we're hardwired that God made it that we feel like we're in charge. He gave us that that almost that uh, good feeling that we're doing things. And at the same time, to realize as much as it looks like you're doing, you're really not doing. It's a very hard, constant struggle. I mean, the greatest of the greats, Rabchaim Belazhin. Who's greater than that? Chaim Volush, the students are going to Vilna. We bring the story down there. He's seen once walking, and he has some leeches on him. Because in those days, they believed in leech therapy, which today is becoming more commonly believed as well. Right. And he's, uh, he has, he's wearing these leeches, and then he goes into a class being given by the greatest of the greats, the Gaon of Vilna, talking on Bitach. In the middle of the thing, he says, that's it, I don't need these leeches, and he has them removed. And... A few hours later, they see the leeches are back on. He says, what happened? And he says, while I was sitting there in the shiur in the class in the Gona Vilma, I was so clear, I felt I don't need the leeches anymore. But as time went on, it dissipated. So this, this is the greatest of the great, but admitting to the fact that it's just, it's just really, like you said, it's a constant, constant yeah. work. And I feel in myself, when I'm talking or I'm giving a class on it, I'm supercharged. Right. And then it wears off. I believe because I speak. So you have to learn about it, speak about it. I mean, people, there are a lot of people with the Beit the, HaLevi, uh, and it's not just about, you know, my book, that's by David Asher, has an unbelievable series called Living Amuna with right. Art School as well. He's up right. to the sixth volume. And there's people all over the world that have uh, daily groups. They get on the phone together, and they talk it over, and they read a lesson a day. And that's, you know, that's everything. you got to just keep on working at it. And you know what? It slowly 
like Rabbi Akiva on the rock. It, it, it penetrates. Right. It does penetrate. Look, that's the frustrating part, that it sometimes feels unattainable, but, uh, you know, slowly but surely, and, and it's never going to be perfect. One would, one would, you know, have to, I guess, come to the reality, especially with the Torah giants that you described who also struggled with it. It may never be perfect, but it, the better it gets, the, the, the better one's life is and the better they feel about life. Rabbi Sutton, do you sometimes think about how different it is in this generation? In other words, um, if, if in fact... There's a difference. The, the way you describe the bicycle example, to me, it's sort of like bichirah uh, and asiyah like that we actually do have free will, but when we do something, we have to understand that we're doing it with the help of God, and it's not us alone who are right. who are right. doing it. Do you sometimes right. think do you sometimes think it was different in other generations, or that's not fair? Every generation, even with because today people might think you know with the with the wealth, the technology, the luxury, you know, being able to do something with the press of a button, so that really gives you the you know. Uh, Oats well, actually, what you're saying is something really brilliant. The Chovos Lovovo says in another shar, he has a line that goes like this. Uh, as as much as the world develops, the Sechel becomes destroyed. Wow. The intellect becomes destroyed. And he brings, and he brings it well, down. Well, well Sechel, he, he means intellect or common sense or both when he says Sechel there? So, uh, so simply he means, the simple, I shouldn't say simple, Revolver once explained it as, if you have a camera, you lose your ability to look at the scenery. If you have a calculator, you lose your ability to, to add numbers. Right. Technology makes the man smaller. Right. But the Cholos Lovovus goes and actually quotes a Pasuk in, in connection to Bitochon that you're going to make a lot of money and you're going to forget Hashem. Which means the more technology we have, the more we're, so to say, in control of the world. We're, I was in a restaurant recently, believe it or not, in Lakewood. And they had a robot delivery thing that's going around. You oh. put the, the the waiter puts it on, and it zooms around to the table, and it, it delivers. So we're so uh, proud of our work. You don't even you need the human being. God's creation. We're getting more and more removed from right. God, and more stooped in. I did it because hey, there are people that don't even know where products come from. It just comes right. from the from the shelf in the supermarket. Right. You know, I have a friend that is uh, a cute story. Uh, he was going out with a, a girl. He ended up dropping her uh, because he, he felt that her level of intellect wasn't up to par, and she didn't know that eggs came from chickens. Wow. And you, yeah. you actually write in the book about the importance of sitting with one's food and starting to think about where it came from and what ingredients God exactly. created. Exactly. But that's my point. There are people, there's a, someone out there, I hope she's not listening, <laughs> that didn't know an egg came from a chicken. Because, hey, you just, we don't even think where things come from. Where does coffee come from? The whole process. Oh, you know, I just, just go there in Starbucks. It's there. You know, where's the... Uh, and not only that. that you know, Starbucks, I, I, let's just qualify. Should you eat in Starbucks or not? I'm stuff and I'm stuff. I'm just using Starbucks right. as an example. So. Uh, understood. Uh, and, of course, uh, then the added component of how something is delivered and distributed and gets to that shelf, etc. I mean, the, the, the work and the ingenuity and the manpower that's required, all, of course, you know, uh, coming from the in incredible gift that, that everybody in that process has from the one above. It's right. as simple as that, which is... From Nakam, I think we're coming, we're coming to a close, I think. Is it, is it uh, acceptable I give a shout-out to a neighbor of mine that's a real big fan of yours? Are you kidding? It would be my honor. So there's a lady, her name is Judy Landa. She's a neighbor of mine. She comes sometimes Friday night, and she will just 
rave about the Nuckham Siegel show. It's her favorite, favorite show. I hope she's listening now. She's a great, she's really a fan. She's a great listener. And I appreciate you mentioning her and, uh, and, and I'm glad that uh, she's spreading the word about what we do every single day. And speaking of every single day, I, I hope people take the opportunity to explore the daily dose of Bitachon. It is uh, one of the bandwagons that I hopped on uh, years ago uh, when I was uh, reassured by a friend of mine during a very difficult time for me that uh, the only thing to do is to rely on the one above. And as, as, as much as I explore this topic and as much as your book and others have been such an incredible inspiration, it is, it's, it is a frustrating to go through this daily battle. But as you described, Rabbi Sutton, it's the only approach. Everyone's got to battle this. Everyone's going to has to you know, make sure to be inspired by it. I don't want to use a negative word like battle. Everyone has to be inspired by it every single day. It's the only way. Okay, thank you, Rav I appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate you joining us this morning. Mazal Tov on the book, and thanks for uh, thanks for bringing us to a higher level of trust and reliance on Hashem. Thank you so much. Rabbi David Sutton, everybody. The book is entitled The Daily Dose of Bitachon, Filling Your Day with Trust and Reliance on Hashem. I cannot recommend it highly enough. And yes, it's hard. It's a struggle sometimes, but everybody out there, you, to t- you take my word for it. Uh, no matter how old or young you are, it is worth uh, doing this on a daily basis and making sure to keep in the uh, in the forefront of our minds who, in fact, is in charge and who we rely on on a daily basis, seven days a week, every single day of the year. Reliance on Hashem is the only way. And uh, a big yeshikoch there by David Sutton. Go to artscroll.com. Make sure to use promo code radio when you do, when you order anything from artscroll.com, including the brand-new book by David Sutton. A major discount plus free shipping when you use promo code radio. Make sure to do that. More coming up. You're listening to a, a JMNAM broadcast for a for a uh, Monday morning. That was my conversation with Rabbi David Sutton. Thanks so much for tuning into JM Rewind. Plenty more coming up here on NSN, the Nahum Siegel Network.